You ready to start, girl? Yes. Come on, don't you've been in front of the camera a long time. Cut it out. Ah. <laughs> we'll be okay. all right. So when we start, we have to say hi to our guests. So hey y'all. Hi. Come on in. Give yourselves a hug. You alright. If you are tuned in right now, I want to let you know that you are a super dope person and I'm excited to have you here along with this beauty, Miss Ashley. Flette. Yes, me. Did I did I get it right? <laughs> you did. You did. You See, did. that's what all them years in Miami gave me. Okay. I get the I get the language and the enunciation and the how do you say it? What is the it? the Spanglish? The Spanglish. The Spanglish. So, welcome, Miss Ashley. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. So. Ashley is super cool. I met her while I was doing interviews at the Skin Games here in Jacksonville. Really, I just pulled her. I seen her walking past and I seen her lashes. And I was like, oh, oh, what's up? Hey, come here. Come talk to me real quick. She did. She did. <laughs> and so Ashley was totally on board with doing the 15 second interview. So thank you for that. Thank you for helping me with my dreams. So. Of course. Listen, you scratch your back. I scratch your back. You scratch mine. That's how this goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> period, period, period. So Ashley is... What are you? What do you do? I am a lash artist. I'm currently a lash artist. Um, it's been a journey. It's been a real big journey. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, during my 15-second interview with Ashley, I, she did let me know that she was a lash artist, but clearly she had her branding on her shirt, so I already knew that when I seen you. Yes. Because I seen the name. What's the name of your last salon? Wink Fairy Lashes. Wink Fairy Lashes. That is a cute name. Thank you. I want to know something, you know, different. Not just minks and winks or whatever. It's really, it's a really cute name. So when I asked Ashley, like, what else do you do besides lashes? She said, well, I used to be a news anchor and, you know, but not anymore. So I was like, can you come on my podcast, please? The people want to hear from you. So here we news are. News anchor. Tell us a little about that life. Ooh, where do I start? Um, Anywhere, girl. I started off as a reporter. You know, you have to really work your way up in that industry. And mm -hmm. that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Um, you know, I started while I was in college, anchoring in college. And from that moment on, I knew, like, this is something I want to do. I just liked talking to people, telling people's stories for them, you know. Because essentially, I used to always say as a news anchor or news reporter that we are essentially the voice for the voiceless. Mm -hmm. So I've had, you know, chances to tell amazing stories and meet amazing people. But the job itself, you know, it can be rigorous. Um, of course, you know, those who are in the industry know that you always have to kind of maintain neutral. So you always really got to be mindful of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a transition. It's been a very interesting transition going from news to um lashing simply because I was already lashing on the side when I um started oh you little crook <laughs> I mean you know surprisingly what a lot of people don't know is that I was making more money lashing on the side than anchoring um so yeah shout so out to all the <laughs> lash artists lash techs lashpreneurs anybody in the beauty industry Sometimes people try to downplay what we do as beauty professionals, right? Yes. But as you said, you were making more yes. as a lash artist than a news anchor. Yes. That's crazy. Not to mention, I had full control of my time. As a news anchor, I was getting up, honestly, at 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning because I had to be to work around 4 to be on air by 6. So you got to do makeup, hair, dress, and 
I was off of work by one, but by the time I get off, I'm exhausted. I have a daughter, you know, I still got my life outside of news. So with lashing, I'm able to do my own schedule and I am able to make that time with my family, which mm-hmm. is something to me that's very important because, you know, my daughter's not going to be little forever. Like exactly. she's going to grow and there's moments that you won't get back. And so, you know, in news, I had to work holidays and Christmas and Thanksgiving, be away from family. Now I can block the day off and go by my business. Okay, block the day. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. So being a news anchor, you report on crazy things, right? Mm -hmm. Just about anything. Um, So you wasn't in no type of specialty like sports or you covered anything? General. Yep. General assignment. (laughs) What? Can I ask you this? Um, since I know you covered a lot of things, a, a vast thing, amount of things, um, what was some? What was one story that really touched your heart? Ooh, um, I like when the girls say "ooh." Yeah, because it makes it, it makes you think. You know, it's a good thought-provoking question. Thank you for that. Um, hold on one second. My mentor said I asked some of the best questions, so thank okay. you, oh, thank you for thank you for affirming me, Mr. David Shans. I gotta shout you out every time I get sleep is for suckers. Social proof. Yes, <laughs> Oh, that's my Oh, girl. Hold on, wait. You want to start a podcast? I can help you out. Do. All right. Um, But yeah, what's <laughs> one of the things that I covered? Honestly, oh, there's so much. Day, kids getting abused in daycare. And at the time, that meant so much to me because I was pregnant when I started my first job as a reporter in Georgia, in Augusta, Georgia. Um, And so to know that people are capable of such things was mind-blowing to me as I was bringing in my first seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I covered, unfortunately, a two-year-old being shot in the head. Like, some of these things are very taxing and emotionally draining. And people don't realize we, you know, you see, you might watch the news at five, but we go on air four, five, six, seven, ten, eleven. Like, it does not stop for us. So mm. we're always digesting that. Um, and, it, you know, it, it takes a toll. It really takes a toll. And, and that's something that people don't talk about. But I've just covered amazing stories. I mean, I've covered, you know, events like the Masters, the golfing. Um, One of the stories I think that really still stands to me, stands out for me till this day, is a story in Georgia. There were three inmates. Um, One of the guards was actually having like a heart attack or, Mm -hmm. or a stroke, something where he basically fell out of his chair. And I was able to get all of this footage. I seen that. Yeah. When the inmates helped him? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. And I was able to get all the footage of the jail, you know, and and you can see he falls out the chair. He, he tries to get back up to like press a button so that somebody can help him or release. And he actually ends up opening a door or a cell to one of the inmates and like the inmates run and they like trying to you know get him and situate him and they're calling for help or the backup you can hear it all and it's just like these are people who are labeled as whatever they were put in this place for but regardless of what they were labeled as they still saw it within themselves to do good Mm because you don't know you don't know if that guard was nice to them or you know you don't know what treatment they get but regardless they took that out of the place and just was like this is somebody's brother husband dad something like let me help And so I just, that to me was just mind blowing because, you know, we all stereotype and we all go through stuff. We all make mistakes, but it's just like, sometimes those mistakes can really cost us, but that does not signify or define who we are. Mm. Like that's just a label. So I like something (laughs) that you just said. I'm a big person with words. I, I may not know all the words all the time, but 
I love to make people feel good. And mm -hmm. a word that you just said just stuck out to me. You said you're always digesting the stories that you hear. Mm -hmm. So since you're always digesting any type of story that may linger with your spirit in your heart like the inmates did in Georgia, um, how do you purge yourself from that? How do you how do you leave it at work? Ooh, I did not watch news when I got home. As much as, you know, you, you kind of want to because you want to be abrupt for the next day. I just was like, when I get home, I'm done. I don't want to hear it. I don't, it doesn't exist. Um, I like to be out with nature. So anywhere I could be in grass, just getting fresh air, any water. I'm a beach kid. Like I grew up in, you know, NMB, North Miami. Um, North, North Miami, Miami Beach. <laughs> North Miami Beach, excuse me. And I'm just, I'm an Aquarius. Like it's just- You're an Aquarius? Yes. When is your birthday? January 28th. Mine is the 26th. Of January? We are so sisters. Get out! Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> this is why we connected the way we did. Yes. Jesus, hello. We are girls. Yes. <laughs> I mean, look, you already told soul ties, whatever they call it, all that. Yes, that is so amazing. I love an Aquarian <laughs> oh, woman. We are. Aquarian men are pretty cool too. We you know, I think we the you know, we the coolest on the zodiac, you know. You, so. you know? We easy. We're we're vibes. We passed the vibe the check. Whole, That's the whole the whole vibe. <laughs> what was I asking you? I forgot. <laughs> Just how do I um oh, get rid of that? So okay. that's one way, you know, I like to be anything with water. Um spending time with my family. Like I love my daughter. I love my boyfriend. They you know, they get the, the goofy part of me that the, mm -hmm. the they saw the side of me that the news didn't get to see because I was in character. So just music. I love music. What music. Type? What type? Anything. I listen to country. I've listened to Spanish music, Haitian music. I mean, I share an island with them, so why Opa. not? Yes. <laughs> Everything. And so it just it moves me because it's like, yo, somebody felt some kind of way to make such a beautiful melody. Yes. Like wow. That's <laughs> so, you know what I hate when people say you can only like one type of music no i, I totally dis disagree i mean you don't like one type of food do you you eat different foods you wear different clothes i mean well, well people say this about me because i can literally have a playlist on and you'll hear a little country <laughs> and then the next song would be project pat and then okay. the next song would be kirk franklin oh yes <laughs> listen man. and then i'm gonna, and then i'm gonna have my meditation music going right after that so i'm always in a space where i just i just like to go with the flow mm -hmm. and feel so mm -hmm. however i'm feeling is what's gonna come up Hello. but music is music is dope. it's moving okay. i mean it's a beautiful place to be when you're in it with music. That's a good way to, to purge from things that don't make you feel good on the inside. Mm -hmm. Music makes I'm you feel good. I'm not going to lie to you. What? There is one song that instantly it changes my entire mood, life, anything. If I'm in a bad mood, like, put I want to dance with somebody on by my girl and I am. <laughs> what? Houston? Yes. Oh, listen, you cannot. That is my go-to song. Whenever I'm in a mood, I'm like, hold on. Give me a second. Go through music. Puts it on. All right. I start dancing. It just, I want to dance with somebody. Let's introduce you to that song. I mean, I just, I know music. <laughs> I know music. <laughs> well, that is beautiful. That is a beautiful way to purge and reconnect in nature and music and everything that the universe has for us. So good for you. Good for you. If your daughter was interested and becoming a news anchor or a journalist and do, doing any kind of broadcasting, would that be a direction that you push her to or you would kind of sway her somewhere else? I want my daughter to follow her own dreams, you know, 
I personally would tell her, look the other way. Um, just because there's so much in the industry that you don't really understand until you're in it and experiencing it. But honestly, I wouldn't push my daughter to even go to college. If that's what she wanna do, I mean, she'll have the funds for it and all, but I will tell my daughter, look, when you graduate high school, of course you gotta do that, but you got some options. You can start your own business, get a trade, get a skill, something, or you can go work for somebody else. Now, <laughs> the reason I say that is because, as you mentioned, I was talking, I was a news anchor. I'm now a lash artist. How did I get there? I lost my job. I lost my job. I, you know, reported an issue, lost my job for it. It's public, um, it's a class action lawsuit. I was able to, you know, give other ladies the platform to tell their story, you know, not have to go silent because that's something that even till this day, women are still being pushed to be silent, mm. um, regardless of the fact that really like the reason we're the rib is because God knows we, we make the world go round. Like, come on, let's be real. Like, that's just how it goes. Well, it's a man in the room, so you might want to, <laughs> you might want to relax. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, sometimes, you know, we're the ones that they come to for answers. Yeah. Oh, what's this? Or help me with this. Sometimes we're just, we just know it. So it's just because when that happened, it was a snap of a finger. I had a job the next moment I didn't. Wow. So to me, I told myself, which is why I'm on the journey that I'm on now, this entrepreneurship journey. I would never, ever allow anyone to put me in that predicament again where I have nothing. Please repeat that again. <laughs> I will never, ever allow anyone to put me in the predicament where I have nothing. Please say it again. I will never, ever allow anyone to put me in the predicament where I have nothing. I have goosebumps just that. Is that is an affirmation. Like, extreme affirmation. That is an <laughs> affirmation right there. And so, I like that. Yeah, it just, I, I, I have a kid. Like, she was two at the time. What was I going to do? Like, I still have to take her to daycare, feed her. Like, you see, I'm not even thinking about me, how I'm going to eat. I'm thinking about her. Mm -hmm. And so I was so thankful that I was lashing on the side that when that happened, I was like, and it's God. I tell y'all, it's God. Because I felt like so I knew something was coming. I felt something was coming. I just didn't know what. Just because I'm very, you know, like in tuned with myself and, and things around me. Um, I would ask answers. I wouldn't necessarily get, I would ask questions, wouldn't necessarily get answers. And you know, like, mm -hmm. I'm not stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Um, and so that actually pushed me to start writing my own devotional. And so with that, it was kind of just like, all right, how do I keep myself in alignment? You know, mm -hmm. how do I keep myself focused and straight? And the devotional came about and, and it just, it was just a, a way of, of God knowing how to do things like, because I felt like he was like, all right, you keep saying you want to be an entrepreneur. You want to try this. You want to grow a business. You, you don't want to work for nobody else. But I was comfortable in the seat that I was in. Mm -hmm. I was comfortable in the anchor seat because that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. So when God pushed me out of that building, he knew, all right, you got to be uncomfortable. Like you cannot be comfortable anymore because you will not make it anywhere being comfortable. You have to be uncomfortable to grow. And I've been uncomfortable since that day last year in february 25th it's literally oh, been so a this year. almost this a year yeah i've been uncomfortable wow. for a year and i have gone i've gone through it you know depression of course because that's all i knew like everybody in my family knew that that's the news anchor like that's mm. they knew and so not only did i already have to go through the challenge of being pregnant um trying to get a job in news 
But then it was like, all right, I got it. I did it. I made it to the national level and now it's gone. Let me ask you this. Wow. That's pretty. That's a lot. That's a lot to consume right now. Um, so since you are not on air anymore and that's all that you knew, mm-hmm. did this compromise or challenge your self-worth as a person? Because you are the news anchor to your family and to the world. You're the news anchor. What is your identity like? Is it, did this really challenge your self-worth? I love, love, love that you asked that question because I didn't know myself when I lost my job. Like, I had to find out what I liked, who I was, what Mm. I wanted, what I didn't want, because I had been in this space for so long that it was, it was second nature. Like Mm -hmm. it just, my body just knew, all right, six o'clock TV time, let's go. I, I honestly felt like a failure. I honestly felt like a failure as if, you know, me having to carry a child in the beginning wasn't that to me wasn't a failure because I'm like, whether or not I have this kid or not, I'm going to do what I got to do Mm because I know I can do it. Mm -hmm. But this felt like a failure because it was like I did not have the chance at the beginning to speak on anything at all. So everybody just knew that I was no longer on TV. Everybody could make assumptions about what happened. And I'm sure people, you know, I've heard the assumption of, oh, she, you know, she couldn't do it because she had the kid. Or the kid was the, the, and it was like, y'all have no, like, it was, it was a hard thing. Cause like, I could not speak my truth. And my truth was that something had happened to me and, and nobody knew, but one day, you know, time will tell all mm-hmm. and time has been telling since. Mm. So now I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so thankful that God put me in that room as what I like to, you know, think that I was the youngest person in the room and I had I was the most vulnerable, but he used the youngest person in the room to make the biggest footprint, which was had I not decided to, you know, choose to go legal, to get legal actions. Right. And stand up for myself and stand up for what I knew was right and what was wrong. Um, Who knows if those other ladies would have been able to just have that weight lifted of it wasn't me. It was, you know, them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was. Now, where being where I am today, I'm I'm so thankful that God did what He did because it's literally putting me in position for everything I ever said I wanted to do. And I'm oh, I'm not trying to get emotional, but that's passion. Yeah, like and you know, with news, um, it was almost as if there was a a box that I had to stay in when when it came to stories. Now I can take those same skill sets of editing video, doing interviews, you know, messing with microphones and. All of that, all of the technical stuff I can do. And I have been using that to turn it into this beautiful thing that I want to do to just pour into other people. You know, I'm, I believe that if you have a blueprint, why not share it with someone else to uh, let them avoid the things that you had to go through to know what you know? Mm-hmm. You know, like knowledge is power. Knowledge is key. And unfortunately, sometimes we don't do better because we don't know better. We haven't seen better. So it's. You starting that podcast? I'm trying to tell you, girl. That's why I wrote the book. <laughs> Never be an anchor. If you want to use that name, it's free. You can have that for free. You can have that for free. So I already know you. how you feel now about leaving corporate America to become an entrepreneur. How has that life been for you? Ooh, baby. <laughs> Sum it up in, in five seconds. How has that been for you? Work. <laughs> Work. If you... I used to think I was working when I had a nine to five or whatever. No, that was cake. You can Mm -hmm. work them hours, go home to your life. 
this is you working around the clock 24 7 at 24 8 like <laughs> is, but you know what i realized i'd rather put 50,000 hours into my dream than putting hours into another person's dream and making them go where they want to go off yeah, my hard yes. work off my back nah i'm good okay <laughs> okay you over here talking a little bit all right so let me let me throw a little a little thing in there so imagine yourself as a flower right because mm-hmm. you know we are on the bruise flowers podcast where we talk to absolutely courageous people who share their stories of being survivors at life and in business. So, you're a flower. Mm-hmm. Come on, imagine. You're I a flower, imagine. right? What kind of flower would you be? If you don't know the name, just think of the way you look. Sunflower? A sunflower. So, I love sunflowers. I know. I'm a sunflower. They're so pretty. <laughs> I look like one, too. Though. <laughs> okay, so if you are a sunflower mm-hmm. and... Somebody just came and picked a couple of your petals off, right? How would that make you feel? You're still a flower. Mm-hmm. I could grow them back. You can grow them back. So you would still feel beautiful. Would you feel incomplete or would you feel broken mm-hmm. at all? Like, give put us there. You the you the flower. You the sunflower. Put us there. How would that really make you feel? All right. Let me say it like this. I have learned to master that. Nobody is capable of making me feel a certain type of way. I am in control of how I respond, react, or allow things to come to me. How I take things. Mm. I've read this book called The Four Agreements. Amazing, phenomenal book. Like, that book. And, you know, one of the things it talks about is that words are magic. There's black magic. And you cannot take anything personal because what people do is a reflection of them, not you. You're just the mm. mirror. You're just the mirror. And so sometimes you being the mirror, they might see something in you that either one, they want to be or they want to do and kind of give you flack for it because it's not them, it's you. Mm -hmm. But I like to say, as my girl Cardi B said one time, (laughs) don't be that why them and not me person. Mm -hmm. Be, ooh, she doing that. Let me go over there and ask her how she did that. How'd you do that? How'd you get there? Because you never know what a person is willing to share with you. Yes. So... I can grow my petals back. You know, the sun's always going to shine. It's always going to rain. And without those things, you don't have a flower. So as long as I have sun and as long as I have rain, the that will nurture the soil and the soil will nurture the flower. And that's how it goes. That is beautiful. <laughs> that Look, that is a corporate answer. <laughs> but an answer of an entrepreneur as well. That is beautiful. Yes. So since I know that you live on affirmations and <laughs> motivation and positivity, like... How does this propel you forward in your daily life? Like, how do you keep how do you keep <laughs> yourself motivated to be this way, to stay positive? And um, honestly, from a young age, I was always told that I was very resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, always, um, you know, and that's a good and bad thing. But it's not until I was pregnant with my daughter that I really understood the impact of manifestations and I say this to say after having my daughter I was living in Georgia by myself um, and I had post-it notes posted all over my entire apartment I mean pink green yellow whatever color bright colors so that it would you know it pick up your energy mm-hmm. and before I left the house in the morning and, and touched the switch you know I would read the affirmation and 
it's just you are beautiful you know things are coming your way <laughs> honestly i manifested my boyfriend oh um, but that's another story <laughs> but i did i you know i i did manifest him and i said one day you know there's going to be a person that's going to love me and, and love my child as as their own and and here we are that's exactly what i manifested i always like to make a joke and say i should have manifested a couple more things but you know we <laughs> work in progress we're growing together and and to just have someone like that you know is, is amazing but you have to be so careful with your mind Mm -hmm. because your mind is so powerful like even now sometimes I can find myself you know rearing off into a negative thought and I'm like no 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 we're gonna speak some positivity take that back we're gonna have a great day we're gonna have a good day we're gonna be the energy that people like you have to speak it into yourself because one it's too much going on in the world and nobody's speaking it like into the world so you have to speak it into yourself and when you speak it into yourself other people pick up on it you picked up on my vibe like Mm -hmm. here we are and you know it's a constant work it's you're constantly developing you're constantly changing you're constantly learning so you you can't keep the same habits Mm. sometimes things have to change with you and one of them is how you speak to yourself okay so you speak to yourself really kind i want you to give our listeners a special edition on the bruce large podcast Give us some affirmations. Give us some affirmations. I want. I want. Oh, I'm a hold of my fingers. I am light. I, I am light. light. Mm-hmm. I I am radiant. Mm-hmm. I am skillful and strong. I am willing to go through the lows to experience the highs. Everything that comes to me, I'm worthy of it. Everything that touches me, I help grow. Like, there's just so much that you can speak to yourself. Everyone I touch gets a benefit from me. And I used to even say this uh, as I was uh, reporting. I used to, because, you know, you got to make people feel comfortable with you in order to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to people about everything. So I used to always crack a joke or two. Just be a fool. Like, when somebody makes you laugh, that makes you comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I would always try to crack a joke, one or two. And I would always tell people, the only thing I want you to walk away with today from with me is just something good i want you to walk away with a good interaction because you never know how you can change somebody's day like i always just want that person to feel comfortable i might just met you but you my family like you my family in god's eyes like i'm gonna treat you as such and so that to me actually (laughs) comes from a very deep place um i had a cousin who committed suicide when i was in high school and i've always at that time you know as you're going through your healing i was like why didn't I reach out on Facebook? Like, why didn't I talk to him? Like, you know, why didn't I, how, you know, you just wonder like, why didn't I reach out? Why, we were so close when we were in person, but you know, he lived in, in Dominican Republic. So the only way we really could communicate was Facebook at the time. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was just always like a, you know, what if I could have just, hey, you okay today? Like, how you doing? You never know. Like, it could have helped. You could have gave him that avenue to just release. So that's why I always try to carry a great interaction with anyone you know, something, I just want you to walk away with a smile because I never know the impact that I could have on you. Like you might go home and say, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a better day. I'm going right. to take what I did today and just start over tomorrow. And so that's, that's just, that's just kind of why I am how I am. Everybody right now, put your arms out like a T and give yourself a hug. You going to be all right. That was so beautiful. Thank you. <sighs> that Aquarius energy. Okay, before we wrap this up, I absolutely loved having you here. But before we wrap this up, was there any question that I could have asked you? 
Um, hmm. Before you leave out, I don't want you to get in your car and say, dang, I wish she would have asked me this. Is there anything that you just want to get off your chest or that you feel like can help somebody else? Stop worrying about other people. Stop looking at other people and comparing it to your journey. And I say that from a place where I'm speaking to myself because you never know like what God has aligned for you. Um, take a chance. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions. Bet on yourself. And I'm getting emotional because bet on yourself. Like you, you never know where you can take yourself. You have to grind. You have to put in the work. But I, in my book, I say, because I climbed Mount Fuji, I made it to the top. Oh wow! And in my book, I end that that uh, prompt with, "You never, you like the view at the top has no justice when you're trying to look at it from the bottom." So, sit with that. I want to hear that again. Can you tell us again what you just said? The view at the top holds no justice when you're trying to look at it from the bottom. The view at the top holds no justice when you're trying to look at it from, from the, the bottom. bottom yeah so like right now if if we're looking at a skyscraper you understand we we oh oh my god it's so tall da, da, da. Mm -hmm. but when you get on that skyscraper and you're looking out into the world you see buildings you see cars you see people looking like ants you would have never seen that or even know that that was a capability from the bottom you have wow. to get on the elevator, go up them stairs. Even if you're afraid of the elevator, you got to get on it and get up there. But when you up there, you're like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't stay where I was at. I'm so glad I didn't stay comfortable. Mm. That is so powerful. I don't think we could have closed it out any better than that. Ah. We're going to put a pin right here because you absolutely have to come back. Yes. You agree? I, I Listen, it's on, camera. No it's on camera. Listen, I'm like emotional because I just love this. I'm definitely coming back. Okay. If you have me, I'm here. You can come back, girl. You down the street. It's cool. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you guys, we don't have anything to sell you. But if this episode resonated with you and it made you feel good, please share it out with anybody who you feel like it could help. All right, so you guys, we are going to end this here. We don't have anything to sell you, but if this episode resonated with you in any type of way, please share it out to whoever we love to support. Leave us a review, five stars. You can check us out on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, what else? YouTube, Everything. Facebook, all social media platforms. It was an absolute pleasure having you here. It was an absolute honor. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> We be out here honoring or whatever. Yes. You gotta, you gotta be there for your people, man. Have to. Thank you so much. Like, uh, breath of fresh air. But I'm gonna see you all back here next Tuesday at 6 p.m. for a weekly episode. Bye.